0: Joshua 13, now Joshua was old and advanced in years. And Yahweh said to him, you're old and advanced in years and there remains yet very much land to be possessed. This is the land that still remains. All the region of the Philistines and all of the Gesherites from Shehor, which is before Egypt, even to the border of Ekron, north, which is counted as Canaanite, the five lords of the Philistines, the Gazaites, the Ashdodites, the Ashkelonites, the Gittites, and the Ekronites, and also the Avim on the south, and all the land of the Canaanites, and the Mira that belongs to the Sidonians, to Aphek to the border of the Amorites, and the land of the Gebelites, and all of Lebanon towards the sunrise from Baal-Gad under Mount Hermon to the entrance of Hamath, and all the inhabitants of the hill country from Lebanon, to Mizrathoth, Maim, and even all the Sidonians, I will drive them out from before the children of Israel, just allocated to Israel for an inheritance as I have commanded you. Now therefore, divide this land for an inheritance to the nine tribes and the half-tribe of Manasseh. With him, the Reubenites and the Gadites received their inheritance, which Moses gave them beyond the Jordan eastward, even as Moses the servant of Yahweh gave them, from Aroa, which is on the edge of the valley of the Arnon, and the city that is in the middle of the valley, and all the plain of Medeba to Debon, and all the cities of Sihon, the king of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon, to the border of the children of Ammon, and Gilead, and the border of the Jeshurites, and the Machathites, and all Mount Hermon, and all Bashan to Salachar, all the kingdom of Og in Bashan, who reigned in Ashtaroth, and in Edrei who was left of the remnant of the Rephaim. For Moses attacked these and drove them out. Nevertheless, the children of Israel didn't drive out the Geshurites, nor the Macathites, but Geshur and Makath live within Israel to this day. Only he gave no inheritance to the tribe of Levi. The offerings of Yahweh, the God of Israel, made by fire, are his inheritance, as he spoke to him. Moses gave to the tribe of the children of Reuben according to their families that is on the edge of the valley of the Arnon, and the city that is in the middle of the valley, and all the plain by Mediba, Heshbon, and all its cities that are in the plain Debon, Bamoth Baal, Beth Baal Meon, Jahaz, Kedamoth, Mephath, Kiriathaim, Sibma, Zerath, Shahar, in the mount of the valley, Beth Peor, the slopes of Pisgah, Beth Jeshemoth all the cities of the plain and all the kingdom of Sihon king of the Amorites who reigned in Heshbon, whom Moses struck with the chiefs of Midian, Evi, Recham, Zer, Hur and Reba, the princes of Sihon who lived in the land. The children of Israel also killed Balaam, the son of Beor, the soothsayer with the sword, among the rest of their slain. The border of the children of Reuben was the bank of the Jordan. This was the inheritance of the children of Reuben, according to their families, the cities, and its villages. Moses gave to the tribe of Gad, to the children of Gad, according to their families, their border was Jazir, and all the cities of Gilead, and half the land of the children of Ammon, to Aroah, that is near Rabah, from Heshbon to Ramath Mizpah, from Betanim, and from Mahanaim to the border of Debir and in the valley Beth-Haram, Beth-Nimrah, and Sukkoth, and Zaphon, the rest of the kingdom of Sihon, the king of Heshbon, the Jordan's bank, to the utmost part of the sea of Chinnereth, beyond the Jordan eastward. This is the inheritance of the children of Gad, according to their families, the cities, and the villages. Moses gave an inheritance to the half-tribe of Manasseh. It was for the half-tribe of the children of Manasseh, according to their families, Their border was from Mahanaim, all Bashan, all the kingdom of Og, king of Bashad, and all the villages of Jer, which are in Bashan, 60 cities. Half Gilead, Ashtaroth, and Edrei, the cities of the kingdom of Og in Bashan, were for the children of Machir, the son of Manasseh, even for the half of the children of Machir, according to their families. These are the inheritances which Moses distributed in the plains of Moab beyond the Jordan at Jericho, eastward. But Moses gave no inheritance to the tribe of Levi. Yahweh, the God of Israel, is their inheritance, as he spoke to them. So now we've got the point where they're going to start dividing out the inheritance of the land. And um, it starts out by the Lord talking and saying to Joshua, you're old. (laughs) Imagine God saying that to you, you're old. And... um, Basically, God said to him, the land hasn't been fully conquered yet. You know, the land had rest. We talked about that before, but there were still all these places through the land where the people weren't attacking the Israelites. They didn't want to, but they still had their own way. So these people were technically supposed to be removed, but ultimately they weren't. But it's at this point, now that they've got control of the land, that the Lord says to Joshua, split it up for the inheritance, and they start this dividing up process. And um, so what we've got here is um, a case of, uh, we're now gonna be going through the book of Joshua, tribe by tribe by tribe, describing their inheritance. And we just described three of the tribes, Reuben, Gad, and half of the tribe of Manasseh, which they got their inheritance before the Jordan was crossed over, but this chapter describes the boundaries and which cities were in their inheritances. And of course, we don't, really understand the geography all that well. Like for me as I read it all the names are really familiar and I know where some of them are because I've spent time on Google Earth looking and I've spent time on biblical maps. You may not know where any of those places are so it can be a little bit tedious reading through. Uh, My apologies about that. But there are a few points here that I want to mention that just come out of this chapter. There are things to say even in a tedious chapter like this one. First of all Um, we notice that God is dishing out the inheritance before the work of conquering is completely done. So what does that mean? It means that something is being given to someone, or say there's a tribe and they're being told, here's your land, you're being given it, but you still have work to do. So it's not just being given to them on a silver platter with no work at all required. And I think that's okay. I think the Lord in, in his grace still does that today. We've heard stories, well, I don't know about you, but I've heard stories of billionaires who even though they have the resourcing to give anything to their children that they want, they don't just give anything to their children that they want, it wouldn't be good for them. So we've got stories of like Steve Jobs, he's now deceased, but he was you know, one of the founding um, two partners at uh, Apple along with Steve Wozniak and um, Steve Jobs, when his children were growing up, he would not give them iPads. (laughs) And that's, to me, I mean, I let my children have some iPad time. We have a designated slot on the weekends and occasionally at other special times they have a turn and they can play some games. Steve Jobs did not let his children have iPads because he saw the effect of it on the world around him. Well, here's an example of a billionaire who could give anything he wanted to his children, but he doesn't. And there's other billionaires like Warren Buffett, who has a tremendous fortune, many billions of dollars. But as his children were growing up, he he didn't live in a fancy house. He lived in a normal house. He drove a normal car. His children, when they went to school, didn't even know he was wealthy. He didn't even tell them. When they went to school and they were asked, what does your dad do for a living? They said, he's a securities expert. They thought he was like a security guard, but no, he was dealing with stocks and shares. And so Warren Buffett wanted his children to learn how to work hard, learn how to value money. And if, if you are just, are just given things without having to work for them, you don't appreciate them. So the Lord has brought the children of Israel into the promised land the back of the work has been broken, but now the inheritance has been given out, but they're supposed to still work for it. There's supposed to be now a process where they appreciate what they've been got, what they are being given, and they have to work to maintain it, work to keep it, work to improve it. And that's God's style. Like God often gives us, a, rather than just giving us something, God often gives us a promise. And then it's our job, to work by faith and with grace and obedience to bring that promise about. And that's the Lord's way. And it's much easier. It'd be much more like a lot of us think, me including at times, have just thought, wouldn't it be great if the Lord just um, clicked his finger, you know, and we just got whatever we wanted. But uh, it tends to be a process, and even in the, later on in the Bible, with the story of Job, you know, we read how Job lost everything and then he got it all back again. And when you notice in the getting it all back part, it says that the Lord gave him ten more children. Well, you realize right there that's a process. That's just not an instant thing where poof, ten kids appear. You know, his wife had to have had to be pregnant ten more times, and. Uh, or maybe, you know, in the in the culture back then, sometimes they had multiple wives. But the fact is, there were 10 pregnancies involved. There were 10 nine-month periods. All those children had to be raised. There was a process. And that's often how it is with the Lord. There's a process, and he loves it when we work. So even though our salvation is by grace, the Lord is very, very interested in us learning to be grateful, learning to value things. And, and working is a part of it. We don't achieve through our work only. It's not our works that cause us to deserve things. No, we receive them by grace, but the Lord often puts us through a process of working where we come to appreciate what we've been given. So, and that's what's going on here. We're starting the dividing up of the inheritance, but we notice that all of the tribes will still have work to do. (laughs) So it's not the normal type of inheritance that you think of where someone dies and you just get given a pile of money. No, this is an inheritance that they had to work for even though they were also being given it. And uh, just as a footnote here, in verse 22 it mentions that Balaam was killed, the soothsayer. So um, this was a a reference back to when they destroyed um, Sihon and and Og on the eastward side of the Jordan. You might have wondered, you know, back when we were in the book of Numbers, how did they know all the things that were going on with Balaam? because it was a dealing that Balaam had with Balak, the king of Moab, and all of this was going on. How did the Israelites know? Well, what happened was that when the Israelites defeated Og the king of Bashan and Sihon the king of the Amorites on the east side of the Jordan, right here we find out they also defeated Balaam. They killed him. So there was a process here of conquering, and it was in this process of conquering that they found out all this information. And so that's where it was included in the Bible. So, we also are given an inheritance. Just as the Israelites here had their inheritance divided up, we're also given an inheritance. And our inheritance is the Lord. At the end of that chapter, it said that the Levites were given no, no land because their inheritance was the Lord. Well, biblically, we're all priests. And our inheritance, just like the Levites, is the Lord. Now, that's not a lesser inheritance. That's a greater inheritance. It's far more wonderful than any land. But the truth of it is, is when you give your heart fully to the Lord, he blesses you in other ways too. And there's a scripture for that. It says, seek first the kingdom and and, and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you. And when our heart is in the right place, the Lord becomes our inheritance, but we find other blessings are added to it. So Lord, I thank you that you divide an inheritance for your people. Here in the book of Joshua, starting in this chapter and on the ones to come, you divide an inheritance with your people, the tribes, And Lord, today, as believers, you divide an inheritance to us. Lord, you give us of yourself. And I want to thank you that we've been put into Christ. I thank you, Lord, that we inherit the land, so to speak, because we're in Christ. I thank you for all the blessings of Christ. I thank you we've been given everything we need for life and godliness. Lord, there's a lot to be grateful for. Now, help us, Lord, as we work. Lord, we're not working to earn our inheritance, but we're we're working to subdue. We're working to conquer. We're working to, to take a hold of the promises. Give us grace for all these things, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.